Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. I have my sunshine, my Good morning everybody and welcome to part two of Classroom Strategies and today I'm going to talk about roundtable conferences. Now this is something that you may or may not have done before. Um, I've done this strategy with year seven, year nine, year 10, and year 11 and 12. I've never tried it with year eight. Um, however, it may very well work. So there's been two different ways of using the roundtable conferences. So if I start with stage four, year seven, and the young ones, what we do this was back in the day where I had tables that were on wheels, so it was easy to move the furniture. But basically what you do is you set up your room, and I'm lucky I have flexible furniture, so it's all good, but you set up your room so that your tables are all in the centre and they create a big round table or a big rectangular table. And the children all sit at that table and you sit at the head of the table like the head of the dining room table like the, the family member. All the students are sitting next to each other and facing in the centre and the way that I used to use this with Year 7 was we would start a project. So the project was known as the podcast project and the students had to develop a class, a class podcast, not just a group podcast but a class one. So I took them to the creative table. So I was teaching them the process of project management and how to create a project. So we sat at the table. I was the director of the business. They were the creatives and the inputs. And so they had cards in front of them, little uh, white cards, and they had a pen. Um, the cards and the pen were in the centre of the table. And any time they got an idea, they would take the pen and the card and they'd have to write down their idea. So we would throw open a brainstorm. And then what we do is we use the table, we clear the table, get all the cards out, and we use the table as like a big, um, I guess, a big uh, brainstorming board. And then we would subdivide the podcast into sections. And then those sections of the podcast were divvied out between the creatives in the room. So there was a creative head for each group, and that person was in charge of that group. And they had to, uh, they were given a list of things that, that would happen in that lesson. So, right, your targets for today are this, 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 and this. Meet you back here in 35 minutes. So that 35 minutes and they had to come back to the table, the round table, sit back at the round table and we would regroup, rehash what had happened, get an update, write what's your next target. The kids had to write their next target down, which meant that when we came back to the next lesson, the first thing we did was sit at the table, the round table, and what is your, right, team one check-in, what is your target, what is your target, what is your target, what is your target, right, I want to upgrade this, I want to update that, I want to change that, I'm the director, this is what I want happening, go forth. And the kids would then go off. It was absolutely fabulous to watch these year seven students um, engage in this project. It was a very short project, it only went for four weeks, and I only had them once a week. So they knew it was only a four-week project and they knew they only had four lessons and they knew that this is how it was going to run. So they were in charge. 
of the project itself. And we ended up putting the podcast together and we um, the data came in and I we launched it to the parents and they absolutely loved it. So it's a great way of doing it. Um, the other way that I've done it is with seniors. Now I remember I did this recently with my current Year 12 class and one of my Year 12 students said, you know, as a Year 7 and 8 student I used to walk past this room and I'd see this, I'd see this, this set of tables gathered in the centre of the room and you're all sitting around the tables discussing and chatting and whatever. And she said, I always wondered what went on, what was going on at the big table. I thought that was a really interesting thing that, uh, that she should notice. But I've done this several ways. So I mostly use the round table or the table, the centre table idea with my year 12s when we're doing analytical. So if we're analysing a score for the first time and we're doing a deep dive analysis, then we will use coloured pencils. Those coloured pencils will be the ones that colour the themes and the development variations um, and we'll identify and we'll have a list of uh, compositional devices that have been used and we will do this at the round table. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience for the students because everything's on the table and they're sharing this, that and the other thing. They're looking at each other's work. We're discussing, we're chatting, we're going, well, do you really think that that comes from that? Is that really a derivative? And before anyone puts pencil to paper, is, is that really a derivative of idea one? Or is that just a derivative of idea two? And then there's this mass discussion that occurs about whether it is a derivative of idea one or not. And the fact that you're not at a board and the fact that you're sitting around a big table, like a dining room table, makes it very homely, makes it very cohesive for the team, particularly if you've got a smaller team. Most of my teams these days have been 13, 14 and 15 kids, so it's been quite a big table. However, um, it still works insanely well and I particularly love doing analytical work that way um, because of the fact that it just gives the students that opportunity to discuss and to argue their point and to say, but can't you see this? And I go, and I was always a decider. I was the final decider. And just on one funny story, I came in this current year 12 class. I came in this one afternoon and it was, uh, we were still doing an analytical, so we hadn't quite finished the score. And I said to them the lesson before, we'll do one more round table on this. And we, I came in and when I entered in, they had set up the tables in like a, a U shape. So there were four tables, but they set up a table in a U shape and the chair was in the middle of the table. So in between, in the middle of all the tables. And there was a fourth table that was sort of off to the side. And as I walked in the room, they all stood up, like, you know, the queens walked in. They've all stood up and I've gone and I've looked at them and they've, they've gestured to the chair and I had to sit on the chair and then they closed me in. So I was stuck in this this circle of chair of tables around me and the students were all seated around me and I said this is not terribly practical and they said don't worry miss it's a spinny chair so I spent most of my time spinning backwards and forwards between these kids which was totally hysterical I've got to say it was very funny but that's what kids will do and working with them um, another really great way to do round table material is to set up your room in groups in table groups Sure, you've all done this before, but I did do this with the <coughs> Harry Potter project one year where every time they came to their tables, there was a list of instructions on their table or there was the project for the day or whatever and they had 
I didn't actually say anything. I didn't actually give them any instructions. Everything was on the table. They just had to go to their group table and they had to do whatever was at their table. And each lesson they came in, there was a different number on a different table, so they weren't ever sitting at the same table twice. Um, and so this, I went on like this, this went on for about five weeks and I had them twice a week back at that school. It was a different school again. Um, and that was really interesting because the kids came in not really knowing what was happening for the day. It was all to do with Harry Potter music and they all had projects they had to do and tasks they had to complete and those all got house points because they were all in different houses. We had Hufflepuff and, you know, Gryffindor and they all had um, they all had jobs. So there was, you know, different people came to get equipment and different people had to get stuff out of the storeroom and so they had different jobs that they were doing. And um, it worked really well, the Harry Potter project. It's available on the website if you're interested in having a look at it. But it worked a super treat, um, particularly with the young ones in Year 7. They absolutely loved doing that sort of thing where they had their little group of friends they were working with and they just travelled like little nomads around the room. Um, so, yeah, so that's the roundtable conferences. That's some several ways or a couple of ways you can use your roundtables or use that idea of getting together as a collective group in your room. I think it's a good way to change up what goes on in your classroom, uh, particularly for seniors. If you every day you come in, it's the same sort of stuff, can get a bit boring uh, with the kids. So if you can actually change it up by doing some of these group activities. The other one that I did, which we have done tables, is we did a big semicircular table, like it's a big series of tables around in a big circle with a hole in the middle um, like my students did with the chair and uh, what we did with that was there were cards all on the tables and so the students had to actually move around depending on what the activity was <clears throat> had to move to different sides of the four table of the, the, the square so we'd set up tables along in a square sort of set up and each side had different things they had to do so that also can be quite useful is another way of using our roundtable conferences. I hope you've got some neat ideas from this one. <coughs> it's a short little podcast today um, because I'm trying to give you ideas on how to change up your teaching. And these are simple little things that take two seconds to change. Everyone thinks, oh, moving the tables is so hard. But quite frankly, it's a very small, you'd be surprised how quick kids can move tables in and out and quite happy to do so if you give them the opportunity. So um, enjoy that little tidbit today uh, and I hope that um, everything that you're doing in your classes is exciting and wonderful and that you're thoroughly enjoying the start of the year and I hope that any of the tips and tricks that I'm giving you are helping you in your journey. Don't forget to reach out on uh, socials and don't forget that if there's anything you ever need, I'm just a call away. Ciao for now. Hi gang. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. As per usual, at the end of each podcast, I like to just remind you of a couple of things to make your life a bit easier. And today, the acronym is FIRST. Facebook, Instagram, resources, subscribe, tag and tell. F stands for Facebook. Don't forget to sign up to my KCMTV Facebook group. You'll find it. Uh, if you just Google KCMTV, you can make an application to be part of that group. 
And it's a wonderful location for lots of people to ask questions and to find any information. There's plenty of resources in there. So um, it's really good for you to uh, get connected with that group. Don't forget I'm on Instagram, Clarissa Custom Music on Instagram. And, of course, that is where I tend to take a lot of running photos and various other bits and pieces and I share some documents up there and things. So don't forget to, to like me on Instagram. The resources you'll find on the website, that's clarissacustommusic.com.au. So that is where you'll find a lot of resources. There's a wonderful blog up there with links to all the document support that I've created over the years. There's also a lot of my products on the website that you might find useful. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Very important. That is where you'll get a lot of great content, particularly um, dealing with day-to-day -day classroom techniques and, and tactics. So things like Welcome to the Whiteboard. There's Inside the Oral series. There's The podcasts are all up there. You'll also find strategic plans. You'll find how to do not-negotiable planning. So there's plenty of lots of really great material up there on the YouTube channel. So don't forget that's Kerry Lacey, K-E-R-R-I, L-A-C-E-Y. And tag and tell. That's probably the most important thing is if you can tag me, I'll be able to, to reshare posts and photos and things. But if you also tell everybody, tell your music teacher friends, tell your colleagues, and of course tell your students. If you find anything on YouTube or anything on any of the websites or locations that you think would be useful, then tell the kids. Get the kids to start to go and investigate things on their own. I'd just like to give a shout out to Miss Lisa Crouch, Australia's powerhouse diva. Again, she's provided me with another original. This time the song is called Sunshine. It was a song that was written during lockdown, reminding us of the importance of being with the ones we love. I hope you do enjoy listening to Lisa's song. Don't forget to follow her on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Lisa Crouch, Australia's powerhouse diva. You are my soul. So